Previously, on Snicktoons, I was joined once again by my good pal, Quinn Hesters, to help me watch and break down X-Men the Animated Series Season 5, Episodes 1 and 2, The Phalanx Covenant Parts 1 and 2. Of course, before our fantastic breakdown, we compared a top five of our favorite non-mutant, or should I say non-homo-superior X-Men characters. So our favorite non-human, non-mutant characters on the X-Men. Some surprises on both lists, and uh, we had a lot of t- a lot of fun comparing those. Of course, before we did that, we were able to discuss Lego yet again. Last time he was on, we had a few things that had been leaked, a few things that had been announced, but uh, we were still waiting on some information. And of course, since then, we, uh, new information had come to light. So we discussed those new updates at length in last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, Make sure you go back and give it a listen. And of course, stay tuned as myself and returning special guest host watch and break down X-Men the Animated Series. No, X-Men the Animated Series Season 5, Episodes 3 and 4, Stormfront, Parts 1 and 2. All right, Bub, as you heard at the top of the show, we are back with a returning special guest. And as always, I'm super glad to have this guy back on. He's a really good friend of mine, and it's always fun to talk anything nerdy, but especially X-Men. So I am welcoming back my good pal, Jamie Sherman from Nerdology 5280. Jamie, welcome back to Snicktoons, man. Thanks for having me. Always glad to be uh, part of this and be on it. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, some fun episodes to cover today. Uh, these are episodes that, like, they hardly ever make it onto my favorite episode list, but it's like it's a it's a two part. And rewatching it this time and like taking notes and and really diving into the storyline, it's like, man, this is actually a really good a really good two part. So I'm really excited to get into this one. Um, a little bit later on, but uh, let me ask you, as as I always do, have you been up to any kind of X-Men fandom stuff lately? Lately? Not too much. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, to me, it seems like it's kind of quiet in a sense. Um, I haven't been reading the comics. I've really not been a Marvel comic fan for a little while now, just because the writing and all that just hasn't intrigued me. Um, except for Star Wars stuff, but I've seen, Fair I've been enough. kind of paying attention to some of it because I know they're going through a big X-Men type event. Um, and I've seen bits and pieces here, there, and, you know, here and there and seen some people talk about it, but yeah, I haven't really paid too much attention to it. You know, I'm just waiting for, you know, the new X-Men shows, which they're kind of X-Men, you know, the animated coming out here hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, from what we, what you said and what we've seen, it's, it looks like season ones should be okay, even with everything going on in the with the writers and actors and all right. that stuff. But yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for that, you know, and then I'll probably end up getting a lot more into it. Also, right. with um, the teases they've been making 
big time with all the Marvel stuff too in uh the movies and the MCU and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprisingly enough fallen out with with that and really haven't cared as much <laughs> to Dang. say the least. You know, it's kind of yeah. just been slow there. I mean, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in theaters for a while. Now, uh, I wait till they come on Disney Plus and that's where I watch oh, wow. it. Yeah. You know. you, so what's the last one that you saw then? Uh, Black Panther or I think it yeah, it would have been uh, Black Panther. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so no like Ant Man, no no Guardians. No Doctor Strange. Oh. Um yeah, none of that. Wow. So that's all been here at home when it comes out and I'll throw it on and watch it then. But you know, even that, you know, some of them, I don't think I watched Ant Man for a couple of weeks <laughs> till oh, yeah. after it came out. So, I mean, they're not bad. It's just, I think I'm, I'm ready for the, the mutants to come in and see what, how that's going to change everything up. Um, plus, yeah. <laughs> you know, Kang's an interesting character and I like what they're going to do, but I don't know what they're going to do because they might have to do a quick switch on actors too so <laughs> yeah i think we're still a few weeks away from like the official trial or or whatever i don't know if it's a trial or mm-hmm. if it's just like an arraignment yeah. or if it's just a hearing or or what the actual thing that's happening is but i know it was supposed to be back in like early may and then they pushed it back to june and then it's it's aug i think first week of august where we'll finally actually be able to to start getting some closure on on what's happening and then at least that will give Disney an idea of, mm-hmm. of what they'll need to do with the character. But I think the the biggest issue is an entire phase, not phase, but an entire saga, three phases worth for multiverse. Like mm-hmm. as a, as a comic book fan, I love alternate universes. I love, you know, parallel universes and stuff, alternate mm-hmm. futures and, and things like that. Uh, but in moderation, um, yeah. And to have the the multiverse as like the anchor of an entire saga is yeah. is too much, man. Like mm-hmm. a quick story arc, you know, here and there is fine. You know, jumping into a to to one of a you know one of like two or three known multiverses and then back in is fine. But I just I don't know, dude. And it's not just Marvel. Uh, DC did it DC, with the yeah. Flash movie. You get all mm-hmm. that. Uh, but it's, it just seems nowadays that every universe, everything that's, that's, that is some sort of like a fandom IP, they're doing alternate universes, they're doing weird timeline stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of over it. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's lost its luster, and so now I'm just like, oh boy, like an alternate version of the same character again. <laughs> like, I don't, like, when they can just be bringing in new characters instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm I don't know. It doesn't really pull me in and, and, and make mm-hmm. me interested in, in watching any of this MCU stuff that's coming out. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree. I mean, since I have Disney Plus, I'll watch it. But it's one of those things where is it top priority? No, not really. Not even close. You know, I'm uh, I, I'm still I still read a bunch of DC comics because those are just those are keeping me, you know, well, to a point. I mean, right now they're this big 
night terror type thing, which I'm not a horror fan. So I was like, I can care less. Two months of reading comics about night terrors and stuff like that for the D- DC and all that. No, but you know, so the comics are still good, but yeah, the, the movies I haven't, I mean, the flash, as soon as it comes out on HBO, I'll watch it, but I didn't go see it in theaters or anything like that. I had no need to go see it. Plus, it's, everything's all over the place, you know? And it's just like, it, it almost gets too confusing in a sense to know everything mm-hmm. going on, you know, and understand yeah. and follow it. And I can only imagine for, like, us who's the hardcore, you know, kind of fan base that's used to all this stuff, you know, with the MCU and going into all this. Could you imagine an average, everyday person, like... They're like, what the heck, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's at least so with the uh, at least with the Flash movie, they had like different Batman actors that they can pull uh-huh. in. So it was like, okay, it's like yeah. recognizable actors from from past movies. That's like that's mm-hmm. one thing. That's a little bit easier to wrap your head around because it's like, oh, they're just bringing that guy in, and they're also bringing that guy in because you know it's different and and all that. But like with the MCU, it's they haven't really done like alternate versions of any of like the main characters yet. Like we haven't had an alternate Ant-Man or like an mm-hmm. alternate Star-Lord or anything like that yet. So yeah. it's still at this point, like conceptually, it's somewhat hard to wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. We kind of got it in, in Multiverse of Madness, right? Where we saw, oh, in this timeline, it was a completely different group of Avengers. But even with that, it was like, we recognized, oh, that's Xavier, and we recognized mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic, um, and then you know Captain Carter, because we watched What If. But it was like alternate versions of characters, but it was alternate versions of characters that we haven't really even seen in the MCU yet. So even that was like kind of hard to wrap your mind around, because it's like, wait, who are who are these characters? This is just this Earth's version of of the Avengers, but we don't have our own Mr. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we don't have our own captain carter yet we don't have our own uh like xavier so it's these are alternate versions of characters that we don't have in the mcu we don't have their mcu counterparts yet yeah um so that like even that was was difficult um to understand i I think a little bit hopefully when they do loki season two there will be a lot more um like the multiverse spanning adventures and so we'll start to get a feel for what the multiverse is actually going to be uh, but again, like I'm not all that excited for it. Really, uh, De- Deadpool is like the only one that I'm looking forward to I because <laughs> it, and I don't I don't know what they're doing. But like one fan theory I've seen a lot, and it's the same one that I had. Is like they're doing kind of like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Only in this case, it's like Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. It's like he's probably figured out. Okay, well if I want to get into the MCU. I'm going to have to get rid of all the Fox timelines um, and then I can sneak in. So it almost seems like that's what he's going to try to do. He's like, because we've had rumors like, Oh, Ben Affleck's on set and Jennifer Garner's on set. And uh, Chris Evans is on set as, you know, human torch and all that. We know Wolverine's in it. Um, so yeah. there's like all these things that they can do. I like, I wonder if they're going to bring in like Tom Jane for the, <laughs> for the, uh, the Fox Punisher movie that mm-hmm. we had, you know, and like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would, you know, be, like that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, like is Rebecca Romaine coming back? Is she coming back as Mystique or is she Jane the Mouse from from the Tom Jane Punisher movie? Like, what are we that's gonna do? True. Yeah, uh, that's, it's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> 
So it's like that one actually has me intrigued because I actually liked all of the Fox Marvel stuff. Like, is it Mm -hmm. good compared to like today's, uh, you know, the, the standard of today? No, not really even at all. Uh, but like, I, I unabashedly love all of the Fox X-Men movies, like even New Mutants and uh, you know, Dark Phoenix, yeah. even the bad ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also liked the Tom Jane Punisher movie. I actually liked the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Uh, not so much the Jennifer <laughs> Garner <laughs> Electra, but. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> so I, I definitely, I, I, I mean, I wasn't even a big. Ben Affleck. I don't like Ben Affleck in general. <laughs> right. Um, I've said right. it many muddy, many times. I mean, if anyone knows me, I mean, it, I was so disappointed when I saw it was Batman. I was like, oh, <laughs> killing me here. But um, I, I still will say he was good as Bruce Wayne, just not as Batman. So, because he, he, he fits a Bruce Wayne profile, but Batman profile, no. <laughs> I don't so. know, man. I liked his Batman, but yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Like mm-hmm. we, you and I were on the same page when they announced them. We were both like, "What? They're crazy. This is terrible. <laughs> this is the yeah. worst decision ever." Uh-huh. And then <laughs> we did an episode of uh, of of nights of Nerds of the Roundtable. I yes. think with Philly, yes. your friend Philly was on, uh-huh. uh, and the three of us were kind of talking, and like you and I had the the approach where it was like you thought the trailer looked bad and the movie was going to be bad. I agreed with you. I think Philly actually was excited for it. Uh-huh. And then we did like a revisit, like a, a visitation afterwards. And it was like, you were like, yep, I was absolutely right. It was terrible. And I was like, uh-huh. I was completely off base. This was way <laughs> good. And then I think Philly yeah. was like, eh, it was okay. Not as good as yeah. I was hoping it would be. Uh, uh-huh. and, and yeah, like you've, you've stuck to it. You've, you've yeah. ever since then, you've like, no, see, like Ben Affleck was terrible. And I'm like, no, I was wrong. Ben Affleck was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Was one of the few things. Usually, we agree a lot on a lot of different things, yeah. and that was one of the few things we were different, complete different sides after we had seen it and all that stuff. I mean, it was because <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. So, but that's done and gone, and well, hopefully, I mean, who knows? Whatever will happen. I mean, but the the Snyder fans still can't let it go. But hopefully, once Rebel Moon drops <laughs> and all that stuff, they'll they'll move on to something new and forget all about it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know exactly. Which, you once, know, uh, once Snyder gets something else yeah. going, you know, and like exactly. I, I was, I was definitely not one of those like what was it hashtag was it restore the Snyder? Or, I don't know uh, what it was, but it was like re, it, hashtag yeah, something Snyder yeah. right? Release the uh-huh. Snyder cut, I think is what yeah, it release was. the Snyder yeah, cut. Yes, release the Snyder yeah. cut. And I was one of those guys where, like, I didn't think it would ever happen. And then when it did, I'm like, oh, yes, this, this Snyder cut of Justice League is amazing. Like, put him back in charge. Uh, of course, uh-huh. that, that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's one of those where, like, I don't, my experience with DC started pretty late. Like, I didn't get into DC comics until I was about 15 years old. So this would have uh-huh. been like around 2000. And like, we were, you know, 30 years, not 30 years, but we were, you know, 15, 20 years past Crisis on Infinite Earths by this point. So mm-hmm. we were like very, very much in the post-crisis DC universe. Yeah. And like a lot of the best stuff that people were like, all right, if you're getting into DC comics, this is what you have to go back and read. And a yeah. lot of it was pretty dark stuff, like Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns and yeah. Year One from Frank Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had 
like the the Perez run on Wonder Woman that was like a lot more serious and grounded. Yeah. We had John Byrne Man of Steel, which was a lot more dark. So like I don't mind a grim dark DC universe. Yeah, I don't even mind a grim dark Superman. Uh, but I know a lot of people were like, yeah, this isn't really what I was wanting. Like we want, we definitely want something more hopeful. Um, and yeah. like, I definitely get where those people were coming from, but like watching the Snyder, the, the, not so much man of steel. Cause that, that movie just bores me to tears, but, uh, and it's B- funny. I like it. And <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to finish it. I just, I can't yeah. get through it. Like uh-huh. every time, uh, when he goes into up into the spaceship and like Jor-El is there and he's and like yeah. Lois, I'm like, I'm just. Like, I'm out, dude. It's I'm, yeah. I'm asleep. I don't care what time of day it is. I could yeah. wake up and just crush, like, eight Red Bulls, put on Man of Steel, and <laughs> as soon as I get to that part and not be able to finish it. hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. but, but BVS and, and the, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, I, I really like those. And, like, mm-hmm. I can definitely see where Snyder, like what comics Snyder's drawing from and like what he's using as his um, inspiration for his take on these characters. And I, I dig it. Like I'm here for it, but I also, Uh at the same time, I understand the people that are like, no, Superman should be hopeful. Uh, you know, you have the, the old, what is the John Williams score from the Superman movie, you know, where Mm. it's like, it's uplifting and it's upbeat. Um, and, and it does, it gives you a sense of hope. And like, I totally get where those people come from mm. as well. And like, I yeah. also wouldn't mind a hopeful Superman. I think the dude yeah. that they cast, uh, for Superman legacy, mm-hmm. I think that dude's awesome. I've only seen yeah. one movie with him. I saw Pearl. He's the projectionist in, in Pearl and he's mm-hmm. really good. Um, very different yeah. take probably. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I think he looks the part. Uh, it's sad to see Cavill go, but like I, I like this dude, and and I think yeah. that he's a, he's a good choice for like a younger, maybe more hopeful Superman. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what Gunn does, but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. I mean, and with with the stuff that he's doing and all that stuff, I mean, it's it's got me intrigued. I mean, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I enjoyed the latest Batman movie. That was dark. That was a whole. Um, different take in a sense on Batman. It kind of was yeah. more year one style um, and whatnot. And I was okay with that. I was totally fine, you know, seeing a younger actor, you know, even though, eh, you know, he, he, some of his previous stuff was <laughs> a little, I never watched, you know, I could care less, you know, but it, it came across really well and the dark and I'm, I'm right there with you, the dark and the gritty and all that. That's what DC is. And that's what DC will always be compared to Marvel, which Marvel isn't quite that way. You know, they're more, mm-hmm. you know, cartoony in a sense and more for kids, but also adults can enjoy you know, the heck out of all of it and everything and, you know, all that stuff yeah. and uh, whatnot. But, yeah, DC, I'm totally with that. You know, the yeah, I haven't seen anything for the actor, but I trust James Gunn. I mean, look what he did with <laughs> right. Guardians. He did yeah. a whole movie about these characters that no one knew about. No one cared about. Mm-hmm. No one even, you know, he he got an actor that was known for a TV show where he's large and out of shape and all that stuff and brought him in and he's freaking ripped and you know, yeah. all the ladies are like, Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, that type of thing. So I trust in James. You know, I think he's going to do really well. I mean, we've got, come on, we have Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Yes. I mean, how can you not <laughs> yes. like that casting? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm beyond excited for that, you know, and I think it's going to do really well. I mean, hopefully they keep along the line of some of that dark and grittiness, you know, because, yeah, obviously Guardians isn't quite that way. Um, and some of the other work, I mean, Suicide Squad really wasn't dark and gritty yeah. in that sense. I mean, there was some parts and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, he killed off all the main you know, a bunch of main characters right within the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> so that is kind of dark, but, you know, most of the movie is, you know, more jokes and lighthearted in the sense and whatnot. But I think, I think he'll do, do, do us justice. <laughs> and make something, you know, make a universe that's really, really well and, you know, everything that's great. Cause I mean, Peacemaker was awesome. I mean, I love Oh, yeah, I loved that. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. It was so and, good. <laughs> I mean, John Cena was great for it, and he chose a great actor for it that played it very well. So I, I have high hopes, and I think we're going to get something good out of him, depending, you know, depending on how everything goes with all this actors and writers and all that stuff, because who knows? I mean what's going to happen with that, how long it's going to go on for. But, yeah, I think we'll we'll get something that's really good because there was, there, was there was some highs and lows, of course. And, I mean, like, I just got done – well, it's been a little bit, actually, but I got done uh, watching the rest of uh, Titans. And that show got oh, cool. so good, so good. And they it was dark. It was gritty. You saw yeah. a lot of – the stuff for it, you know, that you never would expect. I mean, come on, you saw, you see freaking blood everywhere and you see a freaking DC comic show, you know, I mean, (laughs) and it's not like I'm saying they have to put that in, but it's something that was so different. And that's, you know, it's more the adult style stuff, you know, between that and what they did. I mean, it was unfortunate for Swamp Thing and, um, cause that was a good show. And then, uh, um, Doom Patrol, I think there's still a half of this final season left to go. Um, oh, okay. to so, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You know. And James yeah. we trust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. One of my favorite things that he's doing um, with the Superman legacy is that the Terrifics are supposed to be uh-huh. in it. Yeah. Which is... You know, the DC's kind of answer to the Fantastic Four. It's funny when you think about the history of the Fantastic Four, because the 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 Marvel Fantastic Four was really kind of Marvel's take on um, Mm -hmm. the the challengers of the unknown, which was a DC property. It was a DC comic. It was a a Kirby creation. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the same idea. Um, but it wasn't quite as sci-fi. It wasn't quite as, you know, 60s futuristic. And the Fantastic Four kind of cemented itself, you know, obviously in the in the annals of, of Marvel history as, like, perhaps the most important title. Like, it's the title that ushered in the Marvel age. Um, mm-hmm. It was really what, what gave birth to the Marvel universe and, and gave yeah. Stan the free reign that he needed to, to partner up with all these different artists and create all these different characters throughout the early 60s that are like the the Marvel staples of today. Uh, but 
you look at like the early way that they were handling the Fantastic Four, and yeah, it was kind of like a more modern take on Challengers of the Unknown. And mm-hmm. then Challengers of the Unknown for DC just kind of fell by the wayside. It was a product of the late 50s, early 60s, and it never really found a way to become like an up-to-date comic book. Not until Jeff Loeb did like a sequel um, in the 80s when he first started mm-hmm. writing for DC Comics. Yeah. And, but again, like, they're, they're just this, they're a relic of the Silver Age, maybe even of like the late Golden Age, and it was never really anything. And so, DC is like, alright, well, like, we have characters that we can kind of do an updated, uh, version and, and do like, yeah. you know, the Fantastic Four thing. And they've done that with the Terrifics. And Gunn is pulling them into Superman Legacy. And he's already mm-hmm. cast Half of the character, he's already cast two of the characters. He's cast Mr. Terrific and he's cast Metamorpho. He still has to cast Plastic Man and Phantom Girl or Phantom Lady. I'm pretty sure it's Phantom Girl. He still has to cast them. But, like, how long have we known that Marvel's doing the Fantastic Four and we still don't have a confirmed cast? Like, we've got pretty strong rumors of um, Adam Driver and, and Margot Robbie. Um, but nothing still has been confirmed, nothing set in stone. And, like, DC at this point is going to do their version of the Fantastic Four yeah. before we even get the MCU versions. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I just think that's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is. Like, they're, they're scooping Marvel of their own, uh, you know, major here. Like, I, th- I feel like Fantastic Four is probably the most anticipated movie of the multiverse saga like of everything that's been announced even more so well possibly not more so than like the secret war movie that we're supposed to get to kind of close out the multiverse saga but of like of all the characters that are supposed to be introduced and all the storylines that we're supposed to explore i feel like fantastic four is the one that's like the most anticipated and like marvel just keeps dropping the ball on this property and like here's james gunn like oh no we'll do We'll do the terrifics <laughs> first. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's like, ha here you go. <laughs> this will come out before you. But I think, I think we're supposed to uh, find out. I mean, unfortunately, the strike killed a lot of it. But um, I think yeah. we're supposed to find out the cast of the Fantastic Four this weekend. You know, I, I think we were, and it was going to be in the Hall H panel. You know, that they yeah. do, but of course, Marvel pulled out from all that because none of the actors are going to come. They're not going to talk about any of that stuff. They're not going to do any of that things, you know, whatnot. Um, yeah. So they weren't, most of them aren't even allowed to go to it unless they do it as like just their own personal stuff, you know, but yeah. I don't think, yeah, I like think, yeah. Photo ops and, and autographs mm-hmm. they can do, but yeah, they're not yeah. allowed to. I believe as part of the rules of the strike is they're not allowed to make any appearances or talk about anything that's um, like currently in production, especially yeah. in pre-production, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So, well. so that was a, that was a big killer. Hopefully mm-hmm. this stuff will be squared away, you know, squared away by D23. Cause that's usually what September I think is usually mm-hmm. when we get D23. Yeah. Um, and they usually do a lot of announcements then as well. Um, so, so we'll see what goes on with that. Um, that still has me concerned for, uh, like you said, X-Men 97, that's cause they, they've already confirmed that season one is done and they're working on season two. 
The good news is by using a lot of the same voice actors from the original cartoon that they're all mm-hmm. Canadian actors and actresses and voice mm-hmm. actors. So they might not be part they might not be part of SAG. You know, they they might not be part of the strike. But the writer, the showrunner, yeah. he's American, he uh, <laughs> Bodimeo, he's American, yeah. so and he's a writer, so he's probably very much uh, unavailable due to the writer's strike. So if they mm-hmm. need to change anything in season two, like, are yeah. they allowed to do that? Probably not. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know how season the production of season two will be affected, and I don't yeah. know if that's going to pull the release of season one back. It, it's it's a shame because like a lot of the the marketing and stuff the you know the merchandise releases these have already been agreed upon. There's contracts that it's like if you look at all the stuff with mm-hmm. the Marvels, like they moved yeah. that back from July to November, and yet the collector core box right now is the Marvels. And I think mm-hmm. I saw something like McDonald's is doing like the Marvels Happy Meal toys or something yeah. like that right now because mm-hmm. it was supposed to have come out last week, uh, yeah. but they moved it back to November. But they can't change all the con- like the Lego set was just released, you know, well ahead of the movie uh, because mm-hmm. again the movie's supposed to be in theaters right now uh, yeah. and, it, and it was pushed back to November. But we're starting to see X Men '97 merchandise is finally starting to be marketed and is starting to release. So that has me thinking like, okay, well it's got to be sometime soon. Uh, we know fall of 2023 was like the initial release. And obviously we we don't have a release date yet, but you know, fall can be anything from like August through November. I think anything yeah. after like Thanksgiving would be like holiday or winter 2023. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so fall of 2020, you know, August, September, October, first week, you know, up, up until Thanksgiving, I think is, you know, fall of, of 2023. So we still have like, you know, four or five months uh, that it can be released. So I, I've got my fingers crossed that it will still come out at some point. But we're at least starting to get merchandise that's branded with the X-Men 97 branding. We've seen it with the Legos, and, and now we're seeing it, the Collector Core, the next, up, you know, the upcoming mm-hmm. box that you sent over to me. That's yeah. X-Men 97. Like, that's the, mm-hmm. the branding for this show. So it's like they know the show's going to be – anticipated they're starting to ramp up like the marketing and the pre-release kind of stuff um we'll see how how all that goes yeah it's i know it's such a hard thing and i my take on it is i feel that a lot of them are going to still release it just might they might space stuff out a little bit more just because right now fall is done there is nothing there that's going to be going on I mean, none of the major networks are going to have anything. It's all going to be reality TV. So welcome to reality TV 2.0, basically, is what it's (laughs) going to be. (laughs) You know, it's going to be more of all that stuff because none of that's, well, supposedly not scripted, which obviously it's not going to be this time because of the writers and whatnot. Um, But I, I still don't see them pushing too much around because they still need to keep people in and watching this stuff while they get those reality TV shows up and running too, you know, because they still have to figure out, you know, an idea and what they're going to do and all that stuff. Even though there's, I don't know how many out there that they've, um, that they still have going now and whatnot, because it's still a big, massive business, 
you know, we'll get more, mm-hmm. what, more versions of the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Whoop de doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a teen, thought, teenage Bachelor and yeah. Bachelorette. And they, stuff. they, they like, have, uh, <laughs> they have a Bachelor like the Golden Years or something like that. It's his dude that's like <laughs> 70 years old. It's coming out. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, nice. no. Please, no. <laughs> So nice. yeah, right up that right up that line, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll get like four or five more dancing shows and singing shows and survival shows and mm-hmm. yeah, stuff that yeah. I'm not going to watch. Yeah. You'd think that like that would be a good time to be going back and doing like, hey, since we can't do any of our superhero stuff because all of our writers and actors are on strike, mm-hmm. we should do a bunch of documentaries on the actual like history of the comic characters because. We can interview the comic writers and artists, like, and yeah. if it's an interview, then it doesn't have to be scripted, yeah. uh, just produced, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially with like, this is the 60th anniversary year of the X-Men. They, they launched in 1963. Yeah. We've got a new X-Men cartoon coming out. So why are they not doing a documentary of the last 60 years of X-Men comic book history to get people like fired up for this new X-Men cartoon? Yeah. Um, you know, they could be doing something like that in in the meantime, but yeah, I don't, I don't make those decisions. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird, but uh, I'll say this. I haven't watched it yet and I really don't have any want to watch it, but if it's, you know, Disney and Marvel doing it and they do it like they did, they just put out a Stan Lee one on Disney plus. I have every single person that I've seen that has seen it or all that. They say it is just God awful. Like it doesn't oh, do man. any service to Stanley. It basically, it just trashes him and makes him, it, it, it's not like they're meaning to trash him, but they just did such a bad job on it. And Jeez. I'm like, if it's, if they do anything like that, then I don't know, you know, cause they just put it out there just to make, extra money and get people, you know, to watch, yeah. you know, something else. But so hopefully, I mean, yeah, I would be all for more documentaries and stuff like that. But if they just water it down and make it complete crap, <laughs> then I don't yeah. know. You know, is it is it going to – would it hurt them more in the long run and then hurt the movies and all that stuff? Because they're already losing money on their movies. and um, Yeah, right, yeah. Superhero movies are falling off. I mean, Flash is what one of the worst, our biggest box office bombs in history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Yeah, and, be- and, that. <laughs> and before that, uh, Shazam two uh, yeah. and Black Adam were also big failures from mm-hmm. from DC. And yeah. then, like, people can spin the Marvel movies all they want, and Guardians Volume Three did fine. Um, yeah, but Quantumania did not do nearly what it needed to do. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know if flop is the right word, but it was definitely a disappointment. Um, I, I, I'm not sure, I don't remember what the budget was or what the marketing was, but I think the, yeah. the total box office was only in the 400 millions. Mm-hmm. Like that's super low, even for yeah. an Ant Man movie. You know, like mm-hmm. this is supposed to have what what's kicked off Phase Five. And, you know, our first introduction to, like, one of the more important versions of Kang. Yeah. um, 
it just didn't it didn't seem to capture people. Like I said, you know, Guardians has seems to have done okay. I'm not sure what to make of the Marvels. Like it, it seems that unlike the first one that actually made you know a billion dollars, that this one does seem like the writing's on the wall where the the division of the fan base is already there. Like we've had two yeah. trailers for the Marvels and the fan base is already divided on it. You know, like nothing mm-hmm. in the trailers was able to to kind of reunite the fan base behind these characters. And, and, and I don't know, like Secret Invasion sounds like the show itself is fine, but no one's watching. It's like Andor, where the people yeah. that are watching are like, dude, this is actually really good. All of you that aren't watching are missing out. And, but mm-hmm. people just don't care. They're yeah. like, man, eh, whatever. Like, I, I'm sure it's good. I don't really care to watch. Um, and, and even going back to last year, it seems that it was starting to to kind of trickle down. And I remember years ago when it was like Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg are like, oh, the superhero fatigue is going to set in and all this. And I'm like, those guys are crazy. Like, I'm always going to love superhero stuff. <laughs> yeah. And even I don't care anymore. I'm just like, yeah, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's those few here and there that, you know, definitely I care about. You know, I'm beyond excited for the Batman 2 movie and, you know, Joker 2 and I, I, I really feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there's there's few, but those aren't your typical superhero movies. You know, they're more right. action or, you know, weird and different and all that stuff where, you know, the rest are your typical superhero and I think they they need to find a way to morph it through, you know. I have watched... um some of Secret Invasion, um, just because I'm a Samuel L. Jackson fan, you know. I mean, I can't. <laughs> you you can't go wrong yeah. with him. He's he's always going to be a great <laughs> actor. I mean, come on, he did a movie about snakes on a plane, and <laughs> made it interesting somehow. Don't know how, but he made it yeah. interesting. You know. <laughs> I mean, so it's one of the it, it's 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 an interesting show. I mean, there's a lot of highs and lows of it. Um, it's something that. I would say you're better off watching it, you know, binge watching it once all episodes are out. Um, yeah. So you can just see it all, you know, all straight through. Because um, some episodes are longer and some are shorter and whatnot. I mean, it's only six episodes. The final episode airs this Wednesday. Um, so that one's over, you know, here. And it's... But you do see that fatigue coming through, and it's because they're not exploring. They think they're exploring new play, new routes and new things, like with multiverses and stuff. But when, when everyone does it, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> work. You know, you got to find those weird off type stuff just to get people's minds off of it, and then you come back and be like, "Oh, here we go. Here's boom, 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 boom." And people are like, "Oh, I'm suddenly interested again." You know, it's something different again, you know, kind of going back and forth, you know, and whatnot. And I think it will take time and, you know, they'll they'll eventually have something, I think, with the introduction of mutants and all that to the MCU, depending on how um, Deadpool does with all that stuff, which, um, I know earlier you said about the, the rumors and stuff. I, I'm pretty sure it's almost guaranteed that it's Fox. He kills the Fox universe just because they showed the picture of the Fox logo in shambles. 
yeah. I don't know how yeah. more proof you can get for that. So, <laughs> you know, they dropped that, what, last week, I think it was, or something like that, earlier in the week or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I I think that's definitely going to happen. But, yeah, with, him, with them bringing in mutants more, you know, yeah, we've gotten Miss Marvel as a mutant. Oh, whoop-de-doo, you know, instead of a inhuman. Um. Which is as a as a mutant lover that just offends me to my very core, but that's that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, cool. You know, it, it, whatever. Get away with. Then we don't really have to visit much of the inhuman stuff, uh, unless they decide to bring back uh, what's her name, Chloe Bennett, uh, as Quake, and you know those few things there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I'm okay with her. She was great. I enjoyed her. Yeah, I'd be I'd be okay with Quake. I I, I enjoyed Quake. I actually liked the Inhuman storyline that we got in like season two of, or maybe it was like late season one of Agents of Shield into season oh, yeah. two. Like, mm-hmm. I thought they handled the Inhumans really well and actually mm-hmm. made them relatively compelling. Yeah. Um it's it's Black Bolt that I don't like, and then the series was just. It was so sad. It was so sad. It was so incredibly. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't just want to rag on it because, yeah, like, yeah. the actors were talented and they were just not given anything good. Um, and so the the show itself uh, ended up not being being very good. I did enjoy. I think like my favorite part of Multiverse of Madness was uh, how Wanda dispatches Black Bolt. I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was cheering for yeah. that because I hate mm-hmm. Black Bolt, but yeah. <laughs> for reasons, you know. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she's supposedly <laughs> in uh, um, Deadpool, so um, we're going to see. We're going we're gonna to see her, and supposedly that's how they're going to kind of inch their way back around and really pull her into saying, okay, yes, she is a mutant and all that stuff. Nice. You know, instead of the yeah. what we've seen now, because, I mean, we know that there's only one Scarlet uh, Witch in the universe. You know, we know that. there In in the multiverse, there's only one. It's, it's not um, the same as you know, a lot of the other characters, you know, we're not going to see a bunch of her running around, which makes sense for her character. And that's, you know, okay, cool. But, um, yeah, supposedly they're going to kind of inch it and kind of start bringing it back around and showing about the whole, what, the House of M stuff that's supposed to be included with it and uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're, I hope they don't pack it full of too much stuff. Um, and then just make it like, oh, well, it's just a fan service movie. And then, oh, hey, that's it for Deadpool or something like that. <laughs> I don't see that happening because people would riot with no Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, no, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, like those are staples now. Yeah. Like y- mm-hmm. you can't just let that end. Yeah. Um, no, it's too good. It's too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him interact actually in a non-Deadpool movie when he's in secret, you know, what? not the secret, um, whatever, the movies uh, later. Um, yeah, no, you're right, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. I was, uh, yeah, you had it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, well, I guess time will tell. I mean, I'm right. 
it, it's bummed. I'm bummed that he's not able to finish, uh, doing the movie right now, but I'm happy that he stopped because I don't know if you heard on exactly how it was being done, but, um, the, the word was, is he was still able to do the movie and do all his acting and all that, but he couldn't do his normal ad libs and his changes. He had to stick to the script and that was it because of the writer's strike oh. going on. And I was oh, like, dang. I'm like, I'm okay with that then. He's not doing it now. So we can get what Deadpool should be, not what right. Deadpool is thought by the writers because Ryan Reynolds did half of the, you know, movies ad lib stuff in, you know, and made it mm-hmm. interesting because that's who, how he does it. And that's, how he's so good with it. So I was like, all right, okay, they're, they're stopping. It'll probably get pushed back again. Okay, fine, whatever. But at least we'll get it the right way instead of the, you know, way that everyone was thinking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, right, yeah, we'll no, that was, that was the yeah. good, that was the, the right call to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see him and Hugh Jackman together instead of just the yes. brief. Uh, him killing <laughs> himself, and then you see just Hugh Jackman standing there, you know, <laughs> not saying yeah. anything or anything like that. So, Post-post. I yeah. I loved the leaked photos of uh, of Hugh in the yellow suit. I loved uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. He's they're doing it, and they're it's 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 going to be still different, but it's not it still gives you that idea of what it's like and how it's, you know, and whatnot. Um, and we haven't seen him with the mask on yet, but I mean, they'll probably only put it on for a little bit anyways, because it's Hugh Jackman. You don't want to cover up his face too much. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, the, the women need to sit and drool while they're, Watching him, <laughs> right, yeah, and it's bad enough they have to cover Ryan Reynolds' face, so you yeah, gotta, you yeah. Gotta throw him a bone there. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, you can look at you can look at one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you can see one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's it's just yeah. I'm waiting. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy three drops on Disney Plus here August third, I believe. So. We'll see with that, and I'll watch that and see how that one was. And I mean, I won't go see the Marvels in the theater. I'll just wait till Disney Plus again. Um, yeah. And just kind of, kind of get an idea of you know where they're really going to take all this because, I mean, we don't have. I don't think there's any shows that they've really announced on exactly what's going to happen next year. Other than, then we do know X-Men 97 and we know Loki coming out this year too. Um, and, and, uh, and echo as well. I think oh, that's right. they were, yeah, they were doing the, like the binge release, right. Where they were yeah. just really, they're just dumping all of them at once. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think that was a timing thing or something like that, that they had to do that for some odd reason. I don't know. I mean, which is really weird. <laughs> You know, how to change it up. Yeah. Are, are they not confident? 
Yeah, that seems to be what a lot of people are saying, but maybe they're because and, and like I'm I'm trying to give them the the benefit of the doubt here, right? But like if you yeah. go back and you look at all the Defender stuff that was released on Netflix, the Netflix model was release it all at once as yeah. as a bingeable thing. And so uh-huh. maybe because this is like a darker, grittier show kind of in the same vein as the Netflix stuff, they're uh-huh. like, we're just going to we're just going to release all of it at once so that the people that actually want to see the darker stuff, they can just binge through it. Um, and those those of us that like are going to mm-hmm. watch episode by episode that may not like the darker stuff, we could just skip the show altogether yeah. rather than like having to watch episodes and be like oh no it's too dark i don't like this one or whatever yeah. um mm-hmm. so that like that's that was my theory it was like all right cool like this is going to be more like the netflix tone um and so they're just dropping it all at once because you know it's it's more mature and it's darker um like you know the family stuff they they seem to be doing like more in the episodic releases but yeah i don't i'm probably just completely wrong but oh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe it's just maybe it is bad and everyone else is right <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're doing it because of that. I mean, because they probably, I mean, would have figured some way. Because Marvel, I mean, even though it's the fatigue, they're not ones to just say, well, we're just going to put it out there, you know, because mm-hmm. Disney doesn't want that. You know, they they want quality stuff, especially it being something on their platform that they're trying to get everyone to pay for and you know, all that stuff. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, cause they're not going to do that with, uh, um, daredevil. That's going to be episodic and 18 episodes total in two different parts. I think they said so. Oh, okay. Which, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so not just 18 straight weeks in a row. Like, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they'll break it up. <laughs> It'll be like watching, uh, um, syndicated TV and stuff, you know, where you'll have those, you know, that break, you know, maybe winter time break or, um, yeah. something like that where you get that little time. Makes in sense. Between. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. I'm totally fine with that. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. That I'm excited for. I won't lie. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm hoping they do, you know, do him justice and do a lot with it, you know, especially. I, I was excited. Like, obviously, when they dropped Daredevil Born Again and all that, and they're like, yeah, Charlie Cox is back and D'Onofrio's back and it's going to be great. Uh, like, I couldn't help but get super excited. And then I saw the She-Hulk episode with Daredevil, and it was like, eh, not not really for me. And uh-huh. then started hearing, like, the names of the writers that are attached to Daredevil Born Again, and it's all these, mm-hmm. like, CW writers. And mm-hmm. I, I'm very nervous <laughs> on whether or not Daredevil is actually going to be good. Like I yeah. uh, looking at like the body of work of the of, there are like three or four writers whose names have been released and they're most of them are like CW writers and then looking at the stuff that they had written in the CW it's yeah. stuff that I don't enjoy and I'm like yeah mm. like what are they going to do with Daredevil? Like is it is it not going to be it's like it's not going to be this it's not the same Netflix writers that wrote, you know, the, the three seasons of Daredevil that we had before. Yeah. Completely different writers who have written stuff that I I don't enjoy taking on this character like they are they going to just ruin this character? I don't know. So I I'm, I'm a lot more nervous about Born Again I think than anything <laughs> just because yeah. the the Defender stuff is the best stuff that Marvel has. This is the best live action Marvel that, well, that Marvel has ever done. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very nervous about that one actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, the, a lot of the stuff on the CW, it was kind of hit and miss on some of it. You know, I mean, I, I'll say this. I mean, there was some that I was in, you know, here and there, but I, I enjoyed quite a bit of it. You know, I, I'm sad to see it all pretty much gone after this next final season of uh superman and lois um because they won't have anything on there because they canceled gotham knights which if you haven't seen it it is actually (laughs) really good i was shocked i i was shocked i was surprised on it and a lot of people were kind of in that vein they were like i don't know about this and uh how good is it going to be and it was better than you would think especially with the um uh, the cast that they had and just kind of the, what they were able to do with it, not having a Batman in a Batman story, you know, type thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely interesting and I enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, it's, I, I can see where you're coming from with the writing and all that stuff because it is a complete different writing too. I mean, if yeah. you're going to do a dark kind of, gritty type thing for Daredevil compared to the Arrowverse shows, which not really dark because <laughs> it was, CW. <laughs> yeah. you know, you really can't go that route. <laughs> you can't, you know, do all that. Then yeah, it, it, it's hard to put a lot of trust in them then, but I've always taken the approach of, um, of, um, What's his name when everyone uh, discounted him? Uh, just drew a complete blank on his name as Joker for the Dark Knight. Oh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, I was like, it was right there. I, I always look at that approach. Everyone yeah. said Heath Ledger was the worst choice for the Joker. And now everyone's like, holy crap. I mean, other than what we have right now, which is a whole different Joker story going with the Joker movies, he killed him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he he was unbelievable. And so that's kind of the approach I always take, is you just never know sometimes. I mean, you, yeah, they could they could knock it out of the park. I mean, they could they could switch it up. I mean, that's writers, actors, all that stuff, you know, that could do that. Um, so who knows? I guess time will tell. Who knows when we'll see it? Yep. Because obviously that was halted now too. <laughs> so because they were <laughs> right, I think they were already doing it because it was supposed to come out twenty twenty five, was it, or is it twenty end of next next year? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I I don't remember exactly when it was. I thought it was winter twenty twenty four through spring twenty twenty five, but um, yeah. I, I, these dates have changed so many times, so I, I could just be misremembering it altogether. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so. no, it, it's a good point. Like, I'm looking at these writers and like, oh, they've only written CW stuff and it's stuff that I, I didn't enjoy. But, you know, that might, it's, that was their only opportunity of something to write and they had to write mm-hmm. within specific constraints. And if yeah. they're talented writers, then they should be able to write all kinds of different stuff depending on what the job is. And so mm-hmm. if they're given the opportunity to tell a darker story, just because they haven't done it in their career yet doesn't mean they don't have the capacity to do it. It just means they haven't had the opportunity. So yeah. 
like you said, for all I know, th- these writers are going to come out and just completely knock it out of the park and it's going to be amazing. But yeah. I just, people tend to do what they're comfortable doing is all. So mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. at it like you know, the kind of stuff they've written, mm-hmm. not a big fan. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not know. really wanting to see Daredevil as like a Supergirl yeah. storyline. Like, <laughs> that not, would be not weird. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, I I don't know if they've even said is it supposed to be rated R. I don't know. I, just, yeah, I have I have no idea. Don't know. Considering I mean, that they're calling it Born Again, even though we've pretty much already seen a lot of different Born Again storylines mm-hmm. um, from the actual Born Again comic series, like we've seen pretty much all of those storylines in the Defenders shows already. Uh, and they were saying that the name is more symbolic rather than an adaptation of a specific storyline. It's more, it's a name that's tied to Daredevil, but also to, you know, the being born again, which is what he's doing. You know, he's being born again into the Disney family now and all this. So it's not necessarily an adaptation of that particular storyline because we've already had it adapted yeah. mostly throughout the three Daredevil seasons already. Um and I totally forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> About figuring out, is, is, are they going to do rated R or not? <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so who knows? Like, I, I feel like they've been trying to tie it to the Netflix stuff more than, than anything else. Um, and, you know, they're they're trying to bring back John Bernthal or they did bring back John Bernthal and like yeah. Bernthal in interviews has said he would never come back unless it was going to be rated R. Um, I don't know how much he needed a paycheck. So, you know, the, you always have to think about those kind of factors. But knowing that like Bernthal himself was like, I'm only going to play Frank if it's this version of Frank and hearing that he's back in it, um, I would have to think that they are still going with that darker r-rated approach to to daredevil but but you never know yeah exactly and i mean i guess only time will tell and right now it's going to be a long time (laughs) until we can figure (laughs) that one out find out exactly what's going on because yeah Yeah. i don't know it's going to be a very very long dry spell of um shows and all that but hey as I told everyone, I'm like, thank God I'm a gamer. <laughs> because they're not, those writers are not part of the, uh, writers union there. So, as of yet. So, I'll take it. You know, at least I can play all my games and all that and get all the stuff for that coming out. Cause, yeah, TV's gonna be, even, I mean, there's stuff I'm, can get caught up on, but eventually it's gonna come to the point like, what am I gonna watch? <laughs> You know, so, well, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've, we've kind of run our course here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can, well, we can, uh, so, yeah, 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 well, yeah, we can, we can keep going, (laughs) but, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a good stopping point. We've kind of covered all of the Marvel and DC and, and X Men and all and all that yeah. kind of stuff and mm-hmm. and I'm kind of itching to get into to this episode here because it was so much better than I remembered and expected. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're ready, Jamie, I think we can just jump into yeah. our episode breakdown. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. So for today's episodes, we are covering. 
X-Men the Animated Series Season 5. Oops, I wrote 1 and 2. Season 5, Episodes 3 and 4, which is Stormfront Parts 1 and 2. So it's another two-part storyline, this one featuring Storm. Uh, the first episode, Part 1, written by Mirith Kolau, and Part 2, written by Brooks Voctel. So um, I think this is the first one we've had written by uh, this writer, Mirith. And uh, I think maybe the third one that we've had from from Brooks Wachtel at this point. So part one first debuted on November 2nd, part two on November 9th of 1996. Uh, again, we have this with this being season five. Larry Houston is no longer the director. We have Frank Squillis directing and a showrun the uh, developed for TV by Eric Leewald. So, Jamie, why don't you kind of walk us through this opening sequence of part one? Real quick, because I I didn't look into it. What was the original? Because I know they switched around episodes and stuff. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. this originally a different um, episode or part of the season? It wasn't originally three and four, or was it? Yeah, I think it. I think it was originally yeah. later in the season, but I know that a while back Disney Plus like updated their order to match mm-hmm. the the correct order rather than the airing. But yeah, like if you look at the air dates of November second and November ninth of nineteen ninety six, these air dates are after the air dates for like the next three episodes. The next like mm-hmm. three or four episodes of this season all have like nineteen ninety five release dates. And then this one has like a really late uh, release in 1996. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I do believe that these ones were originally aired out of order um, and, and appear on the DVDs out of order as well. Um, but they are in the correct order for um, Disney Plus and uh, according to the, the books that I have. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I was just curious on that because yeah, I know I saw when I was looking at some stuff, and I'm like, like these aren't these. This is different, and I knew they changed around stuff. I just didn't know how they changed it around and all that stuff. So, anyways, yeah, no. Um, first episode, it 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 really kind of tells you some of the plot right off the beginning, but it's kind of it's you don't really get a lot of what you're what this two part is going to but it starts off with uh basically uh, it's a storm a storm happening in washington dc i mean stormfront we've got storm in the um in the episode along with um what we have jubilee wolverine beast and cyclops and then we do see a brief appearance of professor x here and there um but a lot of the other characters don't actually show up in it um but yeah they they're they're flying off and trying to deal with the situation in dc with the storm going on and of course storm is the one that you know can handle it and try and figure out why they have all these crazy storms happening i can't I, i don't remember for sure did they say it was golf ball size hail that was happening or something like that yeah. yeah, that's what they said in it. Yeah, yeah. Xavier's watching like a news report. Mm-hmm. I love that the lady's yeah. wearing like a bright yellow raincoat and yellow rain hat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's like <laughs> golf ball sized hail and uh, yeah. gale force winds and hurricanes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's there reporting where the you know X Men are on their way, and while they're on their way, that's when you see 
you know, kind of the, it's starting to take shape for the episode and Storm is there, but something's not right. Cause she's not feeling right. She's trying to stop the storm. Um, not quite having a ton of luck with it, but she just, it's like, it's like, okay, something I feel is wrong. What, what's, what's, what's going on? What's really causing this? What's really happening? Why are we getting these weird storms in DC? You know, that just popped up for something that's not usual for DC. Uh, and whatnot. It's it's not like it's Florida or something like that where you get hurricanes and all that. I mean, yeah, you can't get them. Right. Don't get me wrong, but they're not as known for them. So, um, yeah. So she tries to use her powers to stop the storms with, and it obviously didn't happen. Um, she, in the process, she of course has to get out of the the jet and head out and try and stop it. And in the middle of it, she just kind of, it's, it wasn't like pass out and uh, fall to the ground in the sense. I mean, it's, oh no, she was struck. That's right. By lightning. Well, some kind of weird lightning kind of disturbance stuff. I mean, we don't still know exactly what's going on, why these freak storms have happened and all that stuff. But yeah, she's struck with that and falls to the ground um, also in the process, the rest of the X-Men are on the jet still cause they're not, none of them could, she was the only one that could fly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, none of them could fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they obviously can't hop out of the jet and just go along with her. <laughs> that was a, that was a mistake by them, but you know, Hey, whatever. But yeah, they, uh, they also lose the jet and the, storm and whatnot because uh, the storm's just too much for it, um, which you know, happens. It's going to happen um, yep. with the with the big storm like that. So that they crash land. Um, but when storm falls to the ground through, through the process of her trying to stop everything, that's where we meet um, what's his name? Akron? Is that how they said it? I think it was Archon. Archon, that's right. I was like, I knew the name. Um, which, I mean, yeah, if you want to jump in. <laughs> yeah, for about, sure. About his part of the story. <laughs> yes. So we get this Archon guy who, uh, the, the best way to describe him would be, I guess, a mostly naked space Viking. I mean, I don't like, is there... I don't know if there's a better way. Um, <laughs> I think of him as uh, not even a space Viking. I think of more as um, he looked like someone from like Greek gods in that oh, sense, yeah. like maybe like Hermes or, you know, what is it? Hermes or Archimedes or one of those guys. I can't remember. Um, yeah. That kind of or even, or even like Zeus. Yeah, because yeah, he's got like a backpack with like lightning bolts in it, like I don't, uh-huh. which never come up ever. Like we never yeah. see him use them throughout both of the, the two know. episodes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he's got like he, he's got like yeah, like Greek sandals, you know, um, mm. and like a loincloth and a cape, and then he's got like a winged golden like hat thing that he wears, and then yeah, like a backpack with like lightning bolts in it. Um, mm-hmm. so, so like a naked space Greek god. Um, yeah. 
but whatever. And like, he's there and he's watching storm this whole time as she's fighting against the storm. And then, like you said, when she falls, she's on top of like the Washington monument. Mm -hmm. Um, and she falls like all the way from there, like all the way down to the ground, which I forget how tall the Washington monument is, but it's, it's very tall. Yeah. (laughs) She falls all the way to the ground (laughs) and he just catches her. Like she's a baseball, (laughs) like just. Like right, right, falls right into his arms, you know, just like, oh. bing. and then he's like, oh, yes, the weather goddess, like, you've done such a good job fighting the storm. And she's like, no, it's still happening. And he, like, clicks a little button thing on something, and the storm just goes away. And he's like, well, you've proved yourself. Come with me. And she's like, no, I can't. And he's like, too bad. And he, like, grabs a little, like, golf ball thing from his, um, like, bandolier, I guess, and just, like, throws it, (laughs) creates a portal, and they just walk through it. And um, as they're walking towards it, Storm has the wherewithal, like, Pippin style, you know, where she, like, Uh rips off her communicator and drops it on the ground, and she also, like, dislodges one of these little portal ball things. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's left clues behind for her fellow X-Men. And so then we... And then we go check in with them. They're talking to, oh, I, I love this part too. Like they're talking to Xavier and he's like, storm is gone, but her community, like I don't sense her, but her communicator is still there and it's over by the Washington monument. Mm-hmm. And the X-Men are like, cool, we'll go check it out. And they, uh, they put the blackbird in like cloak mode, which is really cool. And yeah. then <laughs> like, Jubilee flags down this dude Who's driving like I don't even know like like the Indiana Jones vehicle <laughs> yeah. from like the the, the the ride at Disneyland like uh-huh. it's this massive like SUV but it's uh-huh. huge it's got like eight rows like it's the the proportions are ridiculous yeah uh, and she flags him down and the X Men are like hey Bob we need to steal your car and the guy's like I, okay I guess um, and they <laughs> <laughs> like so they drive out. And they find the little uh, portal ball and the little communicator. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, we go back to, to the planet the Archon is from. And I, I, sh- I should have written the name of the planet down, but I didn't. It was like Plotticus or something weird. So, again, it's got like that Greek-sounding name. So I think you're right about the Greek. It's not a Viking thing. It's, it's, a, it's a Greek thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go back there, and, like, he's telling Storm, like, the storm that you fought on your planet – is like just a taste of the storm that's been like ravaging my world. And like he appeals to her compassion and he begs for her help saying like, my people are going to die. Like our planet is going to be destroyed by this storm. We have no way to stop it. Like, can't you please help? And so of course, storm being a, you know, a good person Mm -hmm. is like, well, I can't let a planet, like, even though I was kind of taken against my will, I see that he took me for like noble purposes. He he needs me to save his, his planet and his people. And, and so she, she agrees to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at this point, I think we've gone back to the X mansion and they're trying to figure out what to do with storm. And I think it was beast or maybe it was Wolverine. One of them was like, ah, to heck with this. And they just like grabbed the golf ball thing and like threw it and it created a portal. And they're like, well, this is our only lead, so we're going to go through. I guess we're going to jump in. Why not? And then, no. Yeah, and then, yeah, they uh, they go through the portal, and then they, uh, I'll pass it back over to you, my friend. Yeah, they're, uh, I was going to call them their uh, X-Men version of uh, Pokemon Balls. 
That's what I kind of felt like when I was watching it. I thought I was like, I was like, next thing we know, it's like, it's instead of this, like, Storm, I choose you. (laughs) Something like that. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, they they went through the portal, um, which I was going to mention when you were talking about that SUV. It was so weird because I was watching, I was just looking at bits and pieces um, of the episode on my um, other monitor, and I'm like, it's so weird on how they showed that thing, you know, it's just not only was massive, but it was like they kept moving around in their seats too. You know, they went to different spots in their seats. You know, you see Jubilee and Cyclops sitting next to each other. And then the, the guy that they took the um, truck, you know, the SUV from, he was like in the middle, but he was like in the middle between all four of them somehow. <laughs> And then you see another another aspect of it, and then you see like Jubilee in the way back, like she's the little kid, like she's always treated. And then you see Cyclops, <laughs> and you see Beast and Wolverine, but you don't see the dude that they stole it from. I'm like, <laughs> like what the like, what is going on? Like, really, what is going on? And what was you it? Probably the, parted, and they're like, get out of here. Yeah, and and then how small it showed when they pulled up to the monument. It was like tiny. Yeah. It like shrunk down. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, yes, it's <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, yeah, that, that, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a fun yeah. SUV. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it, it just it, it gave me some laughs, you know, for sure. But yeah, no, they went to they went to the planet. Um, through the portal, and uh, they had uh, obviously um, um, Storm and has been there for a little bit and all that. But when they show up, uh, they don't show up in the same spot as where they, you know, where Storm was, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, actually. To go back, they first showed Storm and him coming through, and that's was the explaining and all that of everything going on. Um, yeah. We see like the planets like falling apart, like it's kind of like a one of the movies that we you can see, you know, that they put out of the world ending and stuff like that, like Day After Tomorrow and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I need your help. You need to stop this and figure out what's going on. We need to figure out something because my world is just going to be destroyed. And everything seems seems great, seems fine. Um, he seems like a genuine person. Like she's yeah. somehow falling in love with him, and <laughs> she literally just met him. But anyways, <laughs> you know they they got those scenes like them face to face. Like it, it's like they've been together for years, yet they met two minutes ago um, in different universe and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, the rest of the X-Men show up. Uh, They're out there though. The winds are howling and storms are happening. You see yellow and purple lightning, which, okay. Um, And this is, this is when you first really meet kind of the regular everyday people that live there. Um, they all look human, which is interesting. So, um, but it's a complete different planet and all that, uh, that they're on. Um, but all the 
citizens blame the X-Men for causing what was happening. And they were like, right. you were the ones that have brought this on us. You're destroying our planet. Um, it's because of you. And they're like, we just got here. What the really, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's where, you know, Jubilee has to step in and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like chill out. Like, and she ends up causing them to become the enemies of everyone and their robot guards come after them. The legless flying robot guards that seem like they should have been able to take out real easily, but somehow they had a lot of trouble with them, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I wrote down that they're like, this, these are like video game. Yeah, bad guys like the kind of video game bad guys you'd have in like NES or like Sega or uh-huh. or SNES where you have to like go through the level, you know, yeah. and it's like oh the robot, and then I got to fight the robot again, and then I got to fight the robot again. Like it's those same <laughs> yeah. bad guys that you just constantly see over and over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just one after another, and it's like okay, where are they all coming from? They don't seem like they should be difficult, but they're more difficult than what they should be. Like, okay, whatever, you know. Um, but he's obviously, uh, or, yeah, however you say his name, um, he's not happy. He's, he's pissed off. He's like, okay, they showed up. They're destroying my, my guards, you know, and he obviously doesn't want Storm to know about it. Um, so he kind of keeps it on the D DL from her and she has no idea and just kind of, you know, like keep doing what you're doing. Let's stop these storms. Everything will be great. You know, we can all live happy. You become my queen or whatever. And we can all ride off into the sunset and whatnot, not knowing exactly what the real story of, the whole planet is and what his background is and all that stuff. So, um, it's all, it's a good point to, uh, pass it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's pretty much what happens, right? She starts to, to like stop the storm. Um, the X-Men meanwhile, like it, you had mentioned where, um, like the robots kind of take him captive and, and Archon mm-hmm. is like, lock them up. Like, I don't want her to know they're here and all that. They, they managed to escape anyway. Cause you know, it's the X-Men um, and they <laughs> escape and they actually make their way to like the throne room. And uh, Wolverine starts fighting this dude, which distracts storm and the storm comes back. Um, and mm-hmm. so storms like hey, all of you stop. Like I have to concentrate and all this. And uh, you know, Archon's able to like talk to her and all that. And, and finally they, they stop the storm. And then, like you said, he's, you know, telling all the people and all this, like, the storm is over. And, and he, he, like, proposes marriage to Storm, and she says yes. And, like, that's how they end the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the X-Men were just – and Wolverine and, like, Beast – Wolverine more is like, this – what? This isn't cool. And Beast is like, well, I, although I agree with Wolverine, you know, she Storm's our friend. And Cyclops is like, nah, dude, she, she's a grown woman. She could do whatever she wants. And yeah. then Jubilee's like, oh boy, a wedding. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's why she was riding in the back of the vehicle. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> your, your opinion doesn't matter. You shut up. Go back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, that, and that was the first episode. Uh, like, I feel like the second episode is, is really, really good. And the mm-hmm. first episode, there's like a lot of kind of filler stuff, but it really does set up everything that happens in the second episode. So I really feel like this first episode is actually is really good. Like, even though it probably didn't need to take half of the episode for the X-Men to crash land the X-Jet um, <laughs> and then kind of hurry mm-hmm. these like last five points in like the second half, they probably could have spread it out a little bit more, maybe shown a little bit more of Archon from the beginning and kind of tricked us into thinking that he was more of like a, a benevolent hero. Like perhaps if we'd have seen him on his planet to begin and he was like searching for someone who can control the storms and that's why he came to earth. Mm-hmm. Like we, we would have been more sympathetic to him, um, which then would have made this next episode a little bit more, tragic and all that. But like, we don't really get that. We kind of actually see by the end of this episode that, um, a lot of his goodness seems to be a facade. Uh, and like everyone kind of sees it except storm. Um, whereas like, obviously in the next one we get like all the way into it. Uh, I I do feel like there, there were a couple of things they probably could have changed around in this first episode to, to make it fit better with the second one. But even so, like, it's still a really good episode. Like it's cool Mm -hmm. to see, um, like Storm kind of getting recognized for how powerful she is because yeah. in, in this show, Storm has had some really great episodes and some really great moments, but she hasn't necessarily just been like, you know, like Wolverine or even like Cyclops or, or, or Rogue and Gambit. She doesn't seem to be like constantly there and awesome. She just every now and then they're like, oh, we haven't done Storm in a while. So let's give her an episode and show, mm-hmm. you know, remind everybody how awesome she is. Um, so it was good to get back to it in this one. Cause yeah, I feel like it's been quite a while since we've really yeah. had storm, um, being given the chance to be really, really cool. And mm-hmm. it was good to see that, uh, it's not just her power that makes her great, but like her compassion, um, and like her love of life. Um, we really got to see that in this first episode. And I think with that, we can probably jump into part two. Um, so yeah. why don't you kick us off for that one? Yeah, no, the only thing I was going to say real quick, it was, it, it, it was great. The episode was enjoyable. Um, I did like it. Uh, it's just, it, it's nice to see uh, that powerful character come through, but then all of a sudden, my, my only gripe would be is you make her really powerful sounding, and then all of a sudden it's like she's weak by, you know, oh, she just met this dude, and he's like, oh, we should get married and all this stuff, and kind of make her like the damsel in distress for a second there. And it's like, yeah. it's like, hmm. So you go one side of the spectrum, and then you flip it completely to the other side. Um, that'd be my only little gripe for it, which isn't much. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was enjoyed. I, I did like the episode, and uh, I liked how it built up into, of course, part two, which um, part two we kind of start off with them, you know, seeing. What's going on in that, that city on that planet and how everything's, you know, happening. They see all these workers and all these, you know, robots around and all that stuff and they're building monuments and, um, they're, they're really, it's, it's your typical, almost this looks like they've turned it into the, you would think like something from Egypt. 
like building the pyramids and stuff like that is what I kind of think about. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's more the Greek style stuff with it, but I kind of think of like Egypt when you see them uh, building those big pyramids and being slaves and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And that's where you kind of kind of start to be like, oh, wait, what's really truly going on? Something doesn't, you know, as Wolverine would say, smell right. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you see a worker, he drops some kind of, like, box. It's, It's weird, I mean, because you see some kind of machine, you know, mechanism on the ground that is able to transport all this stuff around easier. And they got robots that can put these big, you know, stuff on the monuments and all that um, and stuff to make it easier. But then you got these two guys that are carrying, it looks like a sarcophagus or a (laughs) stone block box or something. And they drop it. And that's when you can tell, okay, so he gets in serious trouble for all that. And then they don't show what exactly happens. They don't know if they throw him in jail or kill him or who knows what. But um you kind of just get that feeling like something's not right. Something is definitely going the wrong way. And you can tell that it's really that episode of showing slavery. And, you know, some of the stuff you don't see in the typical or you don't notice as a kid, but when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, there's more to the meaning of this. Yeah. And that's where we get like Storm coming back out and Storm comes out in her little green dress and she's all, it's more, she's not the strong, powerful woman. She is showing the, the weaker side of her and kind of like, oh, well, these people are really, you know, great and I'm marrying him and, you know, all this stuff, and it's like, you guys just need to give them a chance and understand what this is all about, and, you know, this is where I'm going to live, this is going to be my husband, these are going to be my people now, I'm going to be the queen, and all this stuff, and it's, you know, you kind of see that weaker side of her in that point. Um, And then, of course, I can pass it back to you. Nice, yeah. And so, like, right after the scene where, where, like you were saying, Storm's kind of telling the X-Men, you know, she's, she's trying to, like, rationalize her, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of the word, but, uh, her, like, impulsivity, right? Like, she mm-hmm. kind of said yes on a whim, saying that it was, like, her heart, not her head, that, that made her say yes. Um, <laughs> And and she's defending him like he's I know that, uh, you know, it might seem harsh, but, you know, he's he's a good man. I can tell. And then we we switch to him and we actually see Archon in like a meeting room with, I guess, a couple of his advisors who are also dressed like, you know, they're members of the Greek um, pantheon. And Mm -hmm. they're like trying to figure out what to do. And they were mentioning that, like, the reason why the storm on the planet was so bad is because there was interference from this one like tower that they have kind of like in the middle of the city that has like this beacon thing. Um, and it's, it, it's what powers the robots. It's what powers the, the, like the bracelet things on the slaves. And he's like, no, uh, you know, we need to keep this because this will prevent rebellion. Like there are more workers in the city than there are actual like city folk. 
Um, and like, if we don't keep them in line with the robots and the bracelets, there'll be a rebellion. And he's like, also, you know, we, we've got a lot, uh, we have to rebuild. So let's like go to the, our other, this other planet over here and like raid them and get some more slaves and stuff. Um, so it's like, we're starting to see that this is actually like a really bad dude, slave labor, conquest, um, all of these things, like things that we know for a fact that Storm would be like a million percent opposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we see that. So we as the audience are starting to see like, oh, no, Wolverine's right about this dude. Hopefully they can make Storm see. Um, we go and we actually see a moment with Storm and Jubilee where Jubilee's like looking at all the, like the really fancy garments that um, Storm is going to be able to wear. And there's like a, a cape that's like made out of gold. And she throws it on and she's running around and she can't really see where she's going. And she accidentally runs into one of like the servants that's in the castle that's like bringing refreshment. And so she drops the tray and they're like, Oh, sorry. Like we didn't see you there. We didn't mean to knock you down. And the, the, the servant lady, the girl, um, she like freaks out. She's really terrified. Mm-hmm. She's like, please don't tell like Lord Archon what happened. Like please. And, and she runs away. Um, and so, I think that's kind of storm is starting to see like, Oh, maybe not everything is, is what, um, our is saying. Like there's some bad stuff that's happening underneath all of this. And so she's like, well, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, I don't understand everything about this world yet. And so, you know, maybe that's just like, maybe that's just a skittish servant girl. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not because she's terrified or anything. Um, at that point, we actually go check back in with the with the the men. We check back in with Logan and Beast and Cyclops. Logan still isn't happy. So the the three of them have like gone into the city at this point. Um, like I said, they're they're still kind of discussing all of Storm and all that. But they go into the city and uh, they start to see, I guess the like the working conditions in the city. They also start to see. And notice, like, these workers, they all seem to have, like, wrist things that, like, you had pointed out. There's all these robots, but the robots aren't doing the labor. They're forcing the other people into performing all the labor. So it's all manual labor, and the robots are, like, keeping them in check. And uh, they start to talk to one of them, and the guy's like, no, please don't talk to me. Like, if you don't... if if you distract me or whatever, then like the robot's going to hurt me. And I think the robot actually does come over and like zap him. And they were like, what the heck? This is not okay. And so they, um, I think at that point they also see some warships that are like leaving. And um, even Wolverine is like, that's a lot of ships. And, and Cyclops is like, yeah, well, you know, it's a, they need a lot of aid. So they're sending out all this, all these requests for help. And, and Wolverine's like, come on, Cyclops. Like you've been around the galaxy enough to know a warbird when you see one. And so they're like, yeah, good point. Um, let's go check mm-hmm. it out. And then I think even storm and Jubilee, we check back in with them. They also see all of these ships leaving. And at that point, like Archon comes in and um, storms like, Hey dude, there's, there's a lot of ships leaving. And he's like, Oh yeah, I know it's a lot of ships, but you know, we have to rebuild like pretty much the whole planet. So I'm sending out all the, all the diplomatic stuff that I can. And Storm's like, well, okay, but this is still kind of, uh, you know, not really 
it doesn't seem okay. Like I'd like to kind of see it for myself. And at that point, um, and the, the servant girl like returns with uh, new refreshments or something like that. And she's walking up to them and Archon turns and he starts yelling at this girl and he's like, how dare you be in my presence and not kneel? Um, and Storm's like, whoa, hey, like, mm-hmm. I think I see what's going on. Like these aren't servants. These are, these are slaves. It's not cool. Yeah. And he's trying to explain, and he tries to explain like, oh no, no, you don't understand. Like we were a weak, planet and they tried to like invade us and it was only fair that like we were able to fight back and so like we've taken them and like they're repaying their debts to us pretty much by like being our slaves now and even storm is like yeah i I don't i'm not happy about all this Um, and then i think at this point the rest of the x-men have kind of gotten to like where all of the ships were leaving um and so we're about Mm -hmm. to get some action so i'll pass it back to you yeah yeah because they were all uh, loading up and they could see the, uh, all the workers being pulled out of the cages that they were in and, um, everything going on, you know, getting ready to get these ships off and moving for what their plan was. And of course, the X-Men are like, no, that's not cool. You know, um, that's when, uh, one of the slaves showed up and, Come to find out, the slave is actually, he's part of like, I guess you would say like freedom fighters. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, in that sense of, he, he has a group of people. Yes, he still does this, you know, slave stuff and whatnot, but there's some people that are looking to try and overthrow the government. And so there's no more slavery and all this stuff. And in that process, during that whole time, them uh running into them that's when they start getting attacked by all the robots and it's like well these robots seem weak still but they're still giving them you know all kinds of issues they like blow off an arm and the robot still is able to attack them and go after them and stuff like that um but that fighter the dude that they ran into the slave he was uh he ended up having a gun which helped him out too and we're able to get some assistance um, and help start freeing some of these slaves. They're like, they're like, come on, guys, let's go. Let's go overthrow this government. Let's get our lives back. Let's do that. And it looked like one of them found – I didn't know if it – who – because they all look the same. Pretty much. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. So the woman that uh, was freed, if it was the guy that we first met that was part of the free, you know, freedom fighters, like their leader mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Or if it was another one of the guys they just freed, but um, they were a couple. So yeah. they're like, yeah, we finally seen seen, you know, see each other again. But we need to get out of here and protect ourselves and all that stuff. Um, that's when we turn back to, after that, the X-Men are still fighting, but they, uh, they're, they're fighting with that dude and they're like, okay, we're outnumbered. We're in trouble. We need to do something. It's like, Hey, see my, my, my Pokeball. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) My, my glowing, uh, glowing golf ball or whatever you would call this. You see this? (laughs) 
this I was saving this for you know the opportunity when we need it because it's the only one we have. But this is a good opportunity, so let's get the heck out of here. Um, in the process of them getting out of there, um, Beast is hit and injured, and injured pretty badly. Uh, he's he's definitely not. Not, not having a good day at that point. Um, but before we go and see what happens with them, once they get through, they went back to Storm and that's where she's talking to the slave and finding out a little bit more info and really getting that picture of like, oh, what truly is going on? This is not what I'm here for. I thought I was going to be here to help out this planet and make sure that they were all right and, you know, Everyone was going to be good, but no, that's not it. You know, I'm I'm done being this damsel here in distress kind of. I'm going to step up and make sure that what really happens is not going to be, you know, what they're trying to do. Uh, and Jubilee's like, okay, and gives her like that mom daughter. They do like that mom daughter hug. <laughs> yeah. You know, type thing. And it's like, it's like, okay, so, well. You know, you guys, you guys are finally understanding and you're going to finally take something into your own hands and do something about it because he's not as good as what you thought. And Storm, you need to find someone that, uh, you like a lot, you know, that is not an evil, like, almost like dictator, I guess you could call yeah. him. King. Yeah, no, that's exactly dictator. right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That's when it leads back into them showing back up with where they ended up through that portal. And you see Beast kind of getting all stitched up and fixed up and whatever needs to be done to, so he can get back out to the fight and help out. Um, of course, it seemed worse than it was, really was, because afterwards he seems to be doing all right. So... Um, but yeah, I'll kick it back to you and start to close out the episode. Yeah, and this kind of takes us into, uh, like our, our final few scenes here. Um, like you had mentioned, you know, the, the X-Men in the cave, they, they're kind of learning all of the, all of the bad stuff, um, that, that mm-hmm. Archon's been up to and, and they decide, all right, you know what? We can't let our friend Storm, like, go through with this. We need to tell her, even if it breaks her heart, because, like, we care about her and even if it does break her heart, like we'll be there for her, but like she deserves better than, than this guy. And like, also we need to save all these people. Um, so, so they do like they, they mount this attack and they kind of come in with, uh, they just like break through the wall, uh, which I love. Like storm mm-hmm. and Jubilee are in here at like at this dinner with Archon, um, and some of like, I guess the dignitaries of the planet and all that. And the X-Men just like, break through the wall and like rush into the dining room and storm's like, what are you doing? Like I, I was going to like marry him and change things from like with my role as queen. And the X-Men are like, no, it's worse than you think. Um, you're not going to be able to change anything from in here. Like we need to overthrow this Archon guy and all that. And so, yeah, like a, a battle breaks out. It, 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 you know, it does break storm's heart. They fight Archon a little bit. Wolverine throws down with them. Storm pretty much tells him it's over. And, uh, at that point, like Storm kind of loses control and she goes out and she starts to create a storm, uh, 
you know, shockingly, right? Yeah. Um, that's like as bad as the first storm <laughs> that she was fighting to begin with. And, you know, she's, she's kind of like given into her rage, um, about what was happening with Ark, the deception and all that. And, uh, Jubilee kind of goes out and she is telling her like, yeah, you know, I understand your anger with this guy and your, your, uh, feeling of betrayal and all that, but like, you can't keep doing this because you're going to hurt the innocent people. And like, that's not Storm. This isn't you. And so, you know, Storm is able to, um, stop the storm. Storm stops the storm. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. The X-Men are like, all right, time to leave. And, uh, Archon tries like one last time to explain to Storm, like, no, you don't understand. Like, we had no other choice. This is how we had to carry on because, if if we tried to do peace, like they they would have defeated us, and you know conquest and slavery were like the only options that we had to to survive, and we have to rebuild. And Storm's like, yeah, right. She shoots some lightning at like the statue of them, and then she destroys like that beacon thing, um, which mm-hmm. would then free all the slaves and you know short circuit all the robots and stuff. And uh, that's what she does. She she destroys those, and uh, all the X Men kind of head back home for. Um, like our final little sequence and uh pretty much we just we see storm kind of standing on like the roof balcony thing that she has and she's looking really sad and uh, we kind of cut down to logan and jubilee and jubilee's like she looks so sad like i have to go comfort her and and logan stops her and he's like you know she knows that you care because you stopped her when she was losing control so she knows that you care she just needs time and to be left alone. And, and like, that's how the, the issue, uh, the issue, that's how the episode ends. Yeah. And that's it. You know, we get, <laughs> get the ending, the storyline's done. Um, they hopefully saved a race of people that were, uh, slaves to a evil dictator. Yeah. And yeah. No, it was it. I hadn't watched it in forever, and it really, when I was watching through it, it brought me into thinking, like having the same feeling of watching, you know, actual, you know, other more recent stuff that deal with slavery and, you know, uh, kind of. It shows how times have changed from when they did this episode compared to where we're at now, but they haven't changed, you know, and it was interesting. It was very, a lot more political style um, episode, which a lot of X-Men stuff has always been that way and being, you know, Mm -hmm. about them being, uh, you know, people racist to the mutants and hating on the mutants and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was very interesting and I, I saw a lot more of what their overall picture of what they were trying to do in the episode being older and understanding that a lot better compared to when I watched it when I was a kid. Well, I really wasn't a kid at the time because I was what, 16, I think, when this episode would have came out. Yeah, 16. So, um, still I didn't, I, I was watching it more because it was a cartoon instead of an actual, you know, thinking, oh, hey, there's more of a meaning to this. <laughs> right, right. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. you're you're right about the the politics and like the the approach to the slavery aspect. It was like they almost tried to put some gray area in there and like at least make you think about it. Um, but ultimately, yeah, the the, the consensus is that it's it's wrong. <laughs> like mm-hmm. no matter how you try to justify it, you really can't. There's no really there's not a good justification for that kind of thing ever. Um, and, and it was good to see Storm finally come to that realization, especially because, like, if we go back, I think the first episode that you were ever on with uh, was for the Slave Island episode from season one, where mutants were being used as slave labor on Genosha. Um, so, like, Storm has specifically, she has, like, memories of this sort of thing. And so I... I do feel like there was possible um, like some poignancy that they lost um, because they could have gone back. You know, she could have been like, I was used for labor once and like, it's not ever acceptable. Like there's no justification for it and all that. And Jubilee was there with her in that episode. So, I mean, there, there are things that they could have done with that as well. Kind of throwbacks to the slave Island episodes the Genosha stuff, but I think even, even without it, they still, I think did a really great job um, with showing like, you know, that, that Archon was in fact evil, that that sort of thing is an evil thing. And Storm was able to, to, to kind of look past that and just see the evil for it and, and didn't fall for the justifications and stuff. That that was good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the episodes were really good. I do feel like that each of the episodes felt, different um but mm-hmm. i don't think you could have had the second one without the first one and and i really do think the first one did a great job setting up this storyline that we got in the second part and yeah i i really enjoyed these episodes yeah yeah they were they were enjoyable and um you could watch them in both aspects as hey this is just a cartoon and they're just dealing with some issues and all that stuff or on the other side, yeah, the, you know, politics and slave labor and all that stuff. So if you kind of go both ways with it, which was neat, you know, cause it, it had that separation, that line of separation there for them. And, uh, I think that's what made me enjoy it even more this time around, uh, watching it. Cause I like Storm, but she's never been one of my biggest, you know, favorite characters or anything like that. And same with like Jubilee. Um, but this one kind of really helped out a lot and they played off each other so well. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So yeah. Cool. Well, that, uh, yeah. that should do it then for, for this episode of Saturday morning snake tunes. Now, Jamie, if my listeners want more of you, uh, where can they find you? Well, right now I'm kind of, uh, really quiet. I've, I was working on a bunch of stuff, but I've got a little one on the way. So I've been doing more preparing for that and also, um, job searching. So, those have taken up more time, but I am on across the board under Nerdology 5280. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Discord, even the new threads from Facebook. <laughs> oh, I'm on there <laughs> with, uh, with that. So yeah, I mean, right now I'm just mainly you'll see a lot of extra life stuff 
and raising for that. You know, I've got tournaments I'm doing with my local comic book shop and events that's happening with that and a big game day coming in August. Um, so if you go tune in, uh, the best way to do it is check me out on, um, uh, Facebook and you can find, uh, me posting a lot of stuff on there. So that would be the best bet to do. So nice. that's Instagram. So awesome. Yeah. And again, that was nerdology 5280. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks uh thanks for coming on, Jamie. I definitely I don't know <laughs> Well, yeah. But um, I don't know when <laughs> X-Men 97 is going to come out. Um I I'm obviously I'm I'm planning to cover that. I'm really trying to get through season 5 so that we'll be caught up with the animated series by the time X-Men 97 airs. But as we talked at length in the first half, we don't really know when that is yet. Um but obviously when, when that show returns or not returns, but when that show comes out, um, I, whatever it is I choose to do, and obviously if I'm breaking down episodes, we'll, we'll have to bring you back. Um, but if not, uh, if I don't cover it or whatever, or if it's a long time, uh, I just want to thank you for, for always coming on whenever, uh, whenever I invited you. And it's, it's always been fun having you on here, uh, with Snick Tunes. Definitely. It's always, it's always been great. Enjoyed it. And I'm always down to talk some nerd and talk some X-Men and, you know, give me a chance to give me a good reason to be able to tell the wife, be like, Hey, I need to watch some, uh, some episodes of X-Men, uh, the animated, uh, series. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, I'll just fall asleep while you watch them. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) So. But yeah, I would definitely be glad to come back whenever that does <laughs> happen in whatever you do. So, nice. for sure. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks. Thank you. So, Bub, there you have it. That is my conversation with Jamie. And I hope you had as much fun with it as I did. As you can see, we didn't really prepare any special topic or anything for the first half. We just wanted to kind of get together and talk about our nerdy passions and kind of where we are with them so far halfway through this year. It's been a relatively down year just across the box office. There's only been a few kind of surprise hits, a few surprise flops, and then just a bunch of stuff kind of right in the middle where it could have gone either way. Could have been big hits, could have been big misses. Uh, It just kind of seems to be limping forward. And of course, now with the writer's strike and SAG strike, uh, we're not really quite sure exactly when we can expect all of this stuff that we're not really even looking all that forward to to begin with. Uh, But it was just fun to kind of get together and and talk it out, hash it out, and just see kind of where we're both coming from. Um, I was a little shocked to hear that uh, that Jamie had been as, as, as down on MCU lately um, as he has been, I, I, I was shocked. I thought that he was still kind of right up there uh, along with all the hype and all that, but it sounds like he's at least enjoying all of the various star Wars stuff that's coming out. So at least some of his fandoms are still kind of plugging away for him. And of course, as you heard, he's been reading a lot of the star Wars comics. Those have been getting a lot of praise. So definitely things to look forward to. And, and of course, just seeing where everything goes. Um, I think after our conversation, I had heard, and of course, I don't know if this is true or not. I I haven't been able to substantiate this, but I actually did hear somewhere 
that animators, voice actors, and writers for animated series are not currently part of the strike. Like it seems that the strike is for script writers for live action movies and TV and possibly animated features. But I don't know. I I read somewhere or I had heard somewhere that um, cartoons and animated series are not part of this strike. So, so we'll see. Um, I know that at comic con over the weekend. So of course, Jamie and I recorded this over the weekend of San Diego comic con. And so we didn't really have the time to discuss a lot of the stuff that had come out. Um, And of course, since then, a few things had been released for X-Men 97. There was a small panel. There was some footage shown from the premiere episode. Uh, I've read some breakdowns of what was shown, but it kind of gets into spoiler territory. So I don't want to go into too much detail on this, Uh, but there, I think it showed, it sounds like the first few scenes of the first episode and it sounds pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know that the showrunner was there, Bo DeMeo, and he confirmed that they are deep into post-production on season one. And that at the time that he was appearing at San Diego comic-con, they had just finished writing the season two finale. And of course the production of season two has started. It's underway again. I don't know if the current strikes or anything like that are affecting the animated series, but we'll, we'll see. So even though most of our fandoms are kind of like in limbo right now, uh, it does sound like there is some light at the end of the tunnel, at least for some of the projects that are on all of our collective radar. Uh, Again, as far as the conversation with Jamie goes, it was fun. I, I always have a good time when he's on, uh, we are friends in real life. We are IRL friends, uh, but we haven't seen each other in real life since before the pandemic, actually. I think the last time we saw each other was late 2019. So it's been three and a half, almost four years since we've actually been able to get together in person. It's just the way our schedules have gone and everything. It's just it's been rough trying to get things to mesh together And uh, so I I do enjoy when I'm able to at least get him on to an episode of Snicktoons. And like I said, I hope that you guys were able to enjoy that conversation as well and enjoyed that episode. Bub, if you like the show and want to continue the conversation, you can send me an email, talksnicked at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-S-N-I-K-T at gmail.com. Of course, if you're looking for something perhaps a little bit more interactive, uh, then follow the link in the show notes and join the Talking Snick Discord. There's like 15 of us in there now. Um, I'd like to get some more people in there and just get in there, talk X-Men, trade pictures of our collections, just whatever, you know, whatever kind of X-Men patch. It doesn't even have to be X-Men. We've we've got conversations about Marvel going on over there, just greater Marvel, sometimes DC. Sometimes it bleeds over into TMNT. Uh, just all kinds of stuff over there that we talk about. Mostly X-Men, though, and particularly Wolverine and, and that sort of thing. But if it sounds like something you'd be interested in, then, like I said, click the link in the show notes. Come join us in the Talking Snicked Discord. We'd love to have you. If a weekly podcast breaking down X-Men the Animated Series is not enough of me in your life, and I don't know why it wouldn't be, but if it's not, then consider hopping over to YouTube and finding me. I am the co-host 
of a wonderful video podcast series over there on YouTube. We have two episodes out so far. There's a third one that's getting close to releasing, and my co-host and I are getting together, I think, here very shortly. Um, I don't have a time frame, but relatively soon to record our fourth episode, and this is a podcast all about Daredevil. It is the uh, it's called The Cast Without Fear, a Daredevil comics podcast. And my co-host, the guy that actually runs the show, and really I'm his co-host, is longtime returning or recurring guest of Snicktoons, Kurt Schmidt. So if you've ever listened to episodes with Kurt, if you've checked out the Snicktmas special that we did last December, then you've heard Kurt. He is a huge Daredevil fan, and he and I have gotten together, and we are doing a video podcast series over on YouTube called The Cast Without Fear, a Daredevil comics podcast. We are going through Daredevil one issue at a time, although I think we're covering like eight issues per episode, but we're discussing the issues, you know, one one issue at a time. And we've started with Daredevil number one, all the way back in the Silver Age, all the way back in the early 1960s with Stan Lee and Bill Everett. We started with that one, and we, I think the two episodes that have been released were up to about issue 10? So somewhere around there, issue eight, I think maybe of Daredevil, as well as some of his other earlier appearances and the forthcoming episode three, I think takes us all the way up to like issue 12 or 13 with a few more um, early appearances in non Daredevil books. So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in as well, like I said, hop over onto YouTube and check out the cast without fear, a Daredevil comics podcast. As far as what we can expect for Snicktoons, I've got all but two episodes booked for season five, and uh, I have a couple of guests lined up that should be able to slot into those last two available episodes. But in case things fall through and you haven't reached out to me and let me know that you would like to be on the show, then consider doing that. Uh, shoot me an email, talksnicked at gmail.com, and we can see if uh, I can get you scheduled to appear to help me break down an X, uh, an X-Men, the animated series episode from season five. I think the two that I have left are descent and hidden agendas. So the two of the last three episodes of season five, everything else has been scheduled and is in the works. So we should not miss any episodes of season five. Hopefully this takes us right up to the X-Men 97 series premiere but we'll see. As far as talking snicked, I have some stuff in the works. Again, I know I say that every time, so I'm not going to say a relative time frame. Just keep watching. Eventually something will come out. I'm also working on perhaps, I hate to, to bury the lead here, but I am working on a return to talking Banff. There is a story in which Nightcrawler features quite heavily that I've always wanted to cover because it's one of my favorite crossovers or not really crossovers, but it's one of my favorite stories that features Nightcrawler of all time uh, from the pages of very early Excalibur. So I've, I'm working on that right now, trying to get my youngest son into Excalibur after I got him into X Factor and he enjoyed that. Now I'm trying to share my love of Excalibur with him as well. So look for something like that. Again, I don't have a time frame for it. We'll see. We've got uh, well just a couple weeks here left in the summertime and then it'll be back to school. So 
I don't know what my kids' schedules are looking like. And as far as my work schedule, we'll see. We'll see how things go. But I do have some plans. I just don't know when I will be able to get things in motion for that. But again, just watch the Talk and Snicked feed. Hopefully, you'll see something dropping on one special Wolverine Wednesday here in the near future. Until next time, bub.